God bless you, and welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me. There are some clubs or organizations around the world that have very exclusive membership requirements. If someone who doesn't meet those requirements tries to enter in to such a place, they will be stopped and ask, Who do you think you are? You're not a member. Membership has its advantages and perks. Sometimes you need to know someone special to even get an invitation to join that club or organization. And sometimes you need to be special, or at least a certain gender or age or economic or social status, to not be rejected for membership. The good news is that someone came to all of us and gave us an invitation to be a part of a very elite family. You've been invited into the throne room of the one true God. He wants to be your father. The one who invited you was Jesus. If you'd like to be a part of that family and learn more of the benefits of membership, give a listen. For those of you old enough to remember the comedic actor Groucho Marx, he made the statement, I don't want to belong to any club that would accept me as a member. Some of us realize that our social skills or our moral compass might be lacking. Some of us, unfortunately, pay way too much attention to our failings and forget what Christ has made us. All too often, we exclude ourselves from the blessings of God because we can't quite get things right in our walk. The unfortunate reality is that sometimes we do stumble in our walk. Sometimes we are tripped by temptation. Sometimes we flounder due to fear. The truth is, no matter how many times we mess up, if we turn again in our hearts to the Lord, He, as the forgiving Father, receiving the prodigal Son, always welcomes us back. We must always remember Through his love, we can enter in. How can we enter in when we have a consciousness of sin? By his love, by his blood, we can enter in. Our heart feels shameful pain as we look at sin's crimson stain. By his love, by his blood, we can enter in. We need to change our focus away from the things that broke us. By his love, by his blood, we can enter in. Looking to the work Christ has done, knowing we have been made one, by his love, by his blood, we can enter in. Opening our hearts to receive, his love all our pain to relieve, by his love, by his blood, we can enter in. From his love there is no separation, he has made us a new creation. By his love, by his blood, we can enter in. We can enter into the presence of the Father, our past no longer a bother. By his love, by his blood, we can enter in. Perhaps I should give a bit of history lesson to help you understand the phrase, to enter in. Under the Mosaic Law, the tabernacle was established as the dwelling place of God. The tabernacle consisted of an outer curtain of white. It was held together with a framework of wooden poles that had brass fittings at the top. Brass was indicative of judgment. 
At the bottom of the framework, the poles were fitted into silver sockets. Silver is indicative of redemption. This curtain gate was solid and had to be entered on either side, indicating there was no direct or straight path into the presence of God. Once one was inside the courtyard, they immediately saw a large altar of brass, again a sign of judgment, upon which the sacrifices were offered. Behind that was a large basin of water used by the priests to wash their hands and feet before entering into the first room of the tabernacle called the Holy Place. Again, there was a curtain at the front that had to be entered from the side, no direct path to the presence of God. At the back of the Holy Place was another curtain called the Veil that separated the Holy Place from the Holy of Holies. Behind the veil was the Ark of the Covenant and the Mercy Seat. It was only entered into by the high priest once a year on the Day of Atonement. No one else was allowed into the Holy of Holies upon pain of death. The common Israelite would come into the courtyard with a sacrifice, perhaps a young lamb or a turtle dove, to give as offering for their sin. The blood was collected by the priest, who then went into the holy place to sprinkle it upon the golden altar. No common Israelite could go into the tabernacle itself again upon pain of death. I recognize this is a long description of the tabernacle, but it is essential to our understanding of how things changed when Jesus became our offering for sin. Realizing that not even a common Israelite was allowed into the tabernacle, any Gentile trying to even enter the courtyard of the tabernacle would meet his end. Gentiles were considered not much more than dogs. When Jesus came to be the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world, all of this radically changed. That Gentile dog that had been ostracized and rejected, was now eligible for membership and all its privileges. The greatest privilege being the ability to run through the courtyard of heaven into the heavenly holy place and then into the true holy of holies to jump into the lap of God and be loved by him. Because of Jesus, we now have the advantage and privilege of membership in the family of God. All people can now be seated at the Father's right hand. Look at this awesome truth contained in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 and 20. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. The blood of Jesus is always a reference to his sacrifice. It is a reference to his sufferings of being whipped and tortured and then nailed to the cross where he gave his life as a substitute for us. He took our place on the cross. He took our place in torture. He took our place in suffering. And because of him, we have boldness to enter into the holiest. It is not by our perfection that we can approach to the Father, but by the perfection of the life and sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Unfortunately, there are many times that our failings stop us from turning back as the prodigal son did to go to the father and admit his failing. But just as his father forgave him, so our heavenly father will do for us again because of the blood of Jesus. One of my favorite verses in the church epistles is Galatians 2.20. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus Christ loves me and gave himself for me. Now you say that. Jesus Christ loves me and gave himself for me. Jesus is your personal Savior. He loves you and gave himself for you. We cannot allow ourselves to forget his love and his sacrifice that brought us before the Father. We have boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. The reason we can be bold is we recognize it's not about us, but it's about Jesus and what he did for us. He is the one-time sacrifice for our sin. We cannot offer anything beyond his blood that will make us good enough to enter into the presence of the Father. When you consider the requirements of the Mosaic Law, you recognize quickly that no one could stand perfect before God without sacrifice. Their relationship with God was based on their ability to sacrifice the proper things at the proper time. The problem, even with these sacrifices, is revealed in Hebrews chapter 9, verses 8 and 9. The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. So being a good Israelite, when you recognize that you have sinned against God, you get your proper animal to cover your sin and go to the tabernacle to give your offering. But here it reveals that even in that offering, the person that offered was not made complete or perfect concerning their conscience. There has always been a sense of guiltiness that has become synonymous with the Jewish culture even to this day. Can you imagine trying to fulfill 613 laws every day? That's what each Israelite faced with the Mosaic Law. According to Romans 13, all the law is fulfilled in the law of love. That's only one commandment, but still a challenge to attain to. Even with the observance of the law, the constant requirement for sacrifice always weighed on the conscience of the Jewish people. Thankfully, with the sacrifice of Jesus, our conscience can be cleansed. We find this truth in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Many years ago when I saw this verse, I was dumbfounded. 
to recognize that the blood of Jesus has cleansed my conscience from dead works so that I could serve the living God was beyond my grasp to comprehend. But that is what it says. The blood of Jesus purges or cleanses my conscience. The challenge of following the law is continued in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered because the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sin? The sacrifices offered year by year is reference to the Day of Atonement. The reality that they had to do it every year shows there is no means by which those sacrifices can make the children of Israel perfect or complete. They are lacking. If the sacrifice was perfect, then it should have only been required once. The main issue I want to bring out is that they had a constant consciousness of sin. How is your conscience doing this day? What thoughts go through your mind concerning your ability to approach the Father? The work of Jesus has opened the door for us into a full, unobstructed relationship with the Father. We can boldly approach because we've been washed by Jesus. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22, Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us draw near. We can come boldly to enter in because our hearts have been sprinkled from an evil conscience. This sprinkling refers to the blood of the scapegoat being sprinkled on the mercy seat in the Holy of Holies. Jesus Christ paid our membership fees to be a part of the family of God. You have a right to enter into the presence of the Father. He waits for you to enter in. Where are you right now? Sort of the same question that God asked Adam after he messed up, to put it politely. Where are you right now? And how hard will it be for you to walk into the presence of God in this moment? The realization that by the blood of Jesus, we have a right to enter into the presence of God gives us hope and helps stop us from hearing the accusing voices that tell us we are not good enough. They tell us we've sinned too much to be allowed into the presence of God. Yet the Father yearns for us to approach Him. God is not trying to be exclusive. He's offered membership in the family to anyone who will come. The question is, will we enter in? Thanks for listening today. I look forward to hearing from you. My email address is dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net and you can join me on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended. Have a great day.